SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between breaking it down. The Monday night the meltdown has begun. The countdown to madness continues. John Gassaway, ESPN, will step up and in. We'll break down the brackets. George Kurtz kicks it with us. We'll step onto the diamond. Things are getting crazy. Major League Baseball, the free agency sweepstakes have begun and have also begun in the National Football League uh, as well. We've got late night NBA basketball as the Los Angeles Lakers and the Toronto Raptors kicking at the crypt uh, right now. And it's the Toronto Raptors who are kicking the crap out of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are getting frustrated. LeBron James just pulled a bitch-ass punk move on Scotty Barnes. And I thought Scotty Barnes was about to get up and, like, shove him. And I think he was going to. And I don't think he knew it was LeBron James. I'd like to see, like, after. I don't think Barnes will really say what he was really thinking. But if you didn't see the play, man, it was like, really? Like, my Twitter's blowing up right now. Like, people say, if that happened, like, in a pickup game on the street, that's like full-out street fight, like, brawl type stuff. Like, the ball, like, number one, Scotty Barnes is going off, all right? Scotty Barnes and the Raptors are going off. They're punking the Lakers like everybody else does. And it was 19-2 at one point in this game, right? It was 19-2. So, same thing happened the other night, if you notice, in Phoenix, Like, Devin Booker started pushing people and, like, getting all frustrated. The Raptors frustrate you. The Raptors play hard on every play. The Raptors don't let up. And it's frustrating teams right now. All these soft-ass teams on the West Coast that think they're tough and stuff. You ain't tough. Like, really, bro? Like, really? What, LeBron? Like, you know, LeBron knows he can do whatever because he knows security will run on the court to protect his ass. I like to see Scotty Barnes just drop him. So... It's one of these deals where Scotty Barnes dived for a loose ball and, you know, it pissed LeBron off. How dare you? I'm the king, right? How dare you play hard and embarrass me? And, you know, oh, I could get hurt. So he was really pissed. And he he threw the ball literally as hard as he could, LeBron. LeBron's a big dude, and basketball doesn't weigh a lot, all right? So LeBron, over his head, like, whipped it down deliberately and, like, wasn't like, oh, it was an accident. No, he purposely looked down at Scotty Barnes and tried to murder him with a basketball. And Barnes, like, you know, got up and was, like, deviling the announcer for the Raptors, but was like, oh. And he was like, yeah, Scotty was about to do something. And Scotty just sort of grinned and, you know, you know, walked away and then, like, scored again, essentially. And I realized, like, I guess I think it's good. Barnes could have went one or two ways, right? He could have just punched LeBron and whatever, and everyone would have flipped out and stuff, and he always would have been known as the guy to punch LeBron. Or he could do what he's doing, just keep balling and kick the crap out of these guys. Reminds me of Chris Childs slapping Kobe Bryant across the face. In Los Angeles. (laughs) Monday Night Meltdown. 
This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Martin. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustler, but everybody else in between. The Los Angeles Lakers meltdown continues. Last night they gave up 48 in the first quarter. It was the most points they've ever given up in the shot clock era. Tonight, I guess they improved. They only gave up 33. That's the good news. The bad news is they only scored 12 points. 33-12 after the first quarter of play. LeBron's getting frustrated. The Raptors are just all over them right now. They're stopping, like, blocking everything. They're playing hard. LeBron just tried to murder Scotty Barnes with a basketball, and it's 76 to 54 uh, right now. Uh, so we'll keep our eye on this uh, basketball game. We're going to talk college basketball, obviously. Countdown to Madness is on John Gassaway, ESPN, ESPN.com. Uh, Will Jonas, we'll get his thoughts on the brackets. We'll get you some history and uh, some trends that you can lean on. And stuff that actually matters, all right? People talk about sleepers and Cinderella's. You want Cinderella? I don't know, man. Go to Disneyland or something like that because Cinderella ain't here on a late-night anger management class. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Unfortunately, we do have uh, sad news uh, from the world of professional wrestling. Two-time Hall of Famer Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Unfortunately, has passed away at the age of 63. Complications due to hip surgery. I believe uh, uh, blood clots uh, were formed. And uh, he was on life support uh, over the weekend. And um, the, 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 his family decided to remove uh, him from life support. So rest in peace. Hey, yo. You got to do it justice, though. Eh? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. That's, that's that bad. It's not a bad one. Hey, yo. It's amazing just like two hey, yo's, man, can make you millions of dollars and become one of the coolest dudes in the world. Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, part of a, a group of throwback wrestlers that were larger than life. Right? Guys that were larger, uh, larger than life that basically... Uh, as the expression said, guys wanted to be with him, women wanted to sleep with him. A rock star. Right? That's the best way of describing Scott Hall. A rock star. Rest in peace, rock star. Hey, yo! The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Oh, yeah! The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159. Sports Grid Radio Networks. A lot of stuff to get to. We've got a lot of March Madness uh, facts, trends, stats, and everything else to break down. Uh, get you set up uh, as you fill out your brackets. Uh, but as we were discussing, Razor Ramon, um, Scott Hall, as his real name was, Scott Hall uh, passes away, 63 years old. And yeah, it's just one of those larger-than-life characters and um, and personalities. And I tweeted this out earlier. I don't think people can really understand or grasp now. If you're a wrestling fan now, or even, you know, just a whatever, if you're a sport fan now, I don't think you understand just how big, how big these guys were. 
right? Like they, you know, they were like Metallica big. You know what I mean? They were like Joe Montana big. And to this day, to this day, so like, what's what's a more famous name? Like who? Do, when you ask people, you know, wrestling? Well, not really. I don't watch wrestling. Not really. You ever heard of Seth Rollins? No. You ever heard of Razor Ramon? Yeah. You ever heard of King Kong Bundy? Yeah. You ever heard of Roman Reigns? No. And look, I'm not saying anything critical about the modern guys, but it's not the same. They're just guys, right? They're just they're just there, right? And if you think about it, all these modern wrestlers and stuff, man, they're great athletes, and they can jump off of this and this flip, and oh my God, every move, they're like guitars that shred. Yeah, I can do anything. Yeah, can you carry a mic? Can you carry a crowd? Can you make everyone in the arena actually hate you for real, real, right? Did people want to run you off the road after? That's what the old guys had. You know what I'm saying? Like, Greg DeHammer Valentine said he used to wrestle at MSG, and he goes, I knew we were really big and we really made it when people attacked us for real leaving the garden. (laughs) He said, said, when people wanted to fight for real and people attacked my car, I knew it was real. And I knew, wow, they hate me for real. Like, wow, this is good. And he said that he was happy. He said, yeah, my car got beat up once. <laughs> he goes, I learned a lesson. He goes, then I went out there. They have a secret entrance at MSG where the real stars. He goes, I never needed that before, right? He goes, then, you know, like Bret Hart said, someone tried to run him off the road once after a wrestling cart. Nowadays, it's just all, you know, it's all for show. We all know it's a show. It's entertainment, right? And it always has been, but... Not for those guys, right? Like, Scott Hall believed in Scott Hall. Scott Hall was Razor Mo. Like, he was a professional wrestler in the same way Lemmy was Lemmy a Motorhead, right? Like, these guys are athletes. These guys want to do movies now. Scott Hall wanted to kick ass, get paid, snort a line, drink 82 beers, and, you know, go to a strip club. Like, it was, you know, it was a different time. It was a different era. And we all know about his ups and downs that he had in his life. And... Yes, I was in a metal band. I know this stuff. I've lived this stuff, right? And I know. And, you know, it's the... He lived the life. Like, hey, listen, I'm a star wrestler. This is what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to party. You're supposed to smash hotel rooms. You're supposed to be, you know, a nut job. And you're supposed to write, except he never gave it up. You know what I mean? Like, some people are like, all right, man, I've been partying for the last 22 years, man. Like, you know, some bands, all right, now I'm 50, 60, whatever. You know, what's sad, though, is he was much, you know, cleaner in his later years. Unfortunately, health issues catch up. But if, you know, you abuse your body for for 63 years, it's going to catch up to you. It seemed like he was invincible. Like, in a way, like, it's almost amazing that you're like, man, I can't believe he didn't pass away before all of this, really. I prefer, and I was a big NWO guy. You know, and, and who who didn't like that? Oh my God! And uh, this is so cool. And you know what I mean? Like it shook up the wrestling game and stuff. But when you look back on it now, and for me personally, that was the time of my life when I was drinking the most. I was in a band. I wasn't really doing much. You know what I mean? I wasn't in the media yet and stuff. And you know, this is like in the '90s, and. You know, we weren't on tour. We weren't doing anything. Like, I was just, I was a mess. You know, I was just drunk all the time. And I was watching wrestling. <laughs> like, and, like, I literally thought those guys were the best. I was like, yeah, these guys are great, man. They don't care what anybody says. They drink all the time. They're making a lot of money. And you remember, they were, right? But the problem is, if you look back on the work right now, it was terrible, 
Right, like you love the NWO. This you actually watch this stuff, guys. They're sweating booze out. You come back, you can basically see the blow on their nose. You know what I mean? Like they were mailing it in. They were wasted. They became so big and such big stars that they could just show up. You know what I mean? Sort of like a band. You know what I mean? Like Aussie at times over the years. Well, people love me, and so I'm not going to be a good performer, but I'm showing up, and they're just going to cheer because I'm here. Right? Oh my, it's like the Beatles syndrome. Except the Beatles were actually the Beatles. You're not. <laughs> so hey, that's the whole thing with the Beatles. The Beatles were never good live, right? They couldn't play live very well, the Beatles. And it wasn't they weren't good musicians, but their records were too complicated. They used the studio way more than anybody did, right, in those days, right? They were like geniuses in the studio. And what's crazy, though, is they realized it didn't matter, Right? No one could hear them because it was just people screaming the whole time. So if you read interviews of the Beatles, they're like, yeah, sometimes we weren't even playing a song anymore. Like we just start like riffing. People would just scream over us and we realize it doesn't even matter what we play. And then same thing. And they said, they said it hurt the music after because we sort of, there were shows where we just show up. Like we weren't prepared. We weren't tight. We didn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh yeah, let's put on a good concert. It was more like, yeah, whatever, let's stand on the stage, have 58,000 girls scream and throw panties at us and run back to our limo because they're going to, like, claw us to death after. Like, they were literally scared. Like, they had to put fences up and stuff, right? Like, uh, but, um, like, Razor Ramon and those guys, like Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, there's not a lot of them. Like, how many guys are, like, you know, we all like, grew up on that. Like, how many guys are really, like, iconic, iconic? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. Not just they were there, but like, yeah, yeah. Razor Ramon. Like, look at like Scott, uh, you know, like Kevin Nash. Diesel wasn't that big. Diesel wasn't like some mega, like longtime superstar, right? You know, you got the old school guys, man. You know, Tito Santana, Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant. Like, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, you're part of that group. Like, you're that big of a legend. You know what I mean? Like, the biggest of the big, the biggest of the best, right? Like, Andre the Giant, yeah, Razor Ramon, you were on the same cards. Like, you you, you were, you're, you were there. You're in that conversation. Right? Hulk Hogan, yeah, you were there. Right? Brutus the Barber Beefcake, yeah, you were there. Right? Like, you know, all those, like, you know, Brett the Hitman, Heart, Heart Foundation, yeah, you know what I mean? As I was thinking about, like, the, the only two guys in modern, because I tweeted out, I said, the only guys, I said, no one now is, like, will ever be as big as Hulk Hogan was, right? Hulk Hogan took America over. And, like, everything, it turned out to be a fraud, right? Captain America turns out to be a big jerk. So, and everyone's like, oh, right? The last two guys, the last two guys that you can say are, are the last three guys, and after that, like, the legends are done, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Stone Cold Steve Austin worked his way into that legendary stuff. The Rock. The Rock is as big as, you know what I mean? The Rock is The Rock. And and a guy that's going into their Hall of Fame this year, The Undertaker. Like, I'm talking about names. Like, you say the name, right? Like, you and I'm, you know the QA? You tell someone, not a wrestling fan, not a sports fan, somebody, you know what I mean? You You ask someone. Uh, you ever heard of Mike Trout? Who's Mike Trout? They're going to be like, I don't know. You ever heard of The Undertaker? Oh, what, that, that, that wrestler, that big wrestler guy, you know what I mean? You ever heard of King Kong Bundy? Oh, yeah, 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 the big fat guy. Yeah, yeah, the, the wrestler, the big fat guy, huh? Abdullah the Butcher. 
You ever heard of Abdul the Butcher? Everybody's heard of Abdul the Butcher. Everybody's heard of Abdul the Butcher. I'm just putting it in context. These guys are bigger names, right? You go to Africa, you say, you ever heard of Abdul the Butcher? They'll say, damn right we have. You ever heard of Mike Trout? They'll say, what, the fish? This is Sports Rage. John Gassaway joins us. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gable Morancy. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut up and down the coast. Let's do this thing. Countdown to tip-off is on. We've been breaking it down, but let's bring in a man that actually knows what he's talking about. All right, uh, John Gassaway steps up in it and joins us from ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. John, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. So Countdown to Madness uh, is on. Everybody's filling out their brackets. Everybody's uh, looking for the upset specials. And, you know, there's a couple of games that really, really intrigue me that I want to get your opinion on. And let's start off, actually, with the regular season Big East champion, Providence Friars, who I know don't get a lot of love from Ken Palm. A lot of people think that they were, you know, a lucky team, not as good as their record would indicate. And I've been telling people all year long, well, hey, listen, all they do is win basketball games. They get punched in the mouth uh, by Creighton. And here they are right now getting a South Dakota state team in which Providence open up as two-point favorites only. And it just sort of it's, it blew my mind that the Big East regular season champion are two-point favorites against the Summit League champions. I know you guys have been discussing the probability of upsets. So technically, this wouldn't be a massive betting upset. But as far as the seeds, it's a pretty big upset what do you make of this matchup and the lack of respect for providence are you buying in a south dakota state can beat these guys yeah you you put your finger right on it 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 would not be a massive upset this isn't like umbc beating virginia and providence is still the favorite i mean you you can call it about a, a two out of three chance but the thing is this is not a normal summit league champion uh for anybody who hasn't been paying attention to the summit south dakota state hasn't lost since Mid-December, they've won 21, I think it is, in a row. Uh, they've been on a roll. They're veteran. Their offense has gone through the same guy, a guy named Douglas Wilson, now for three years. And they know what they're doing. This is not their first rodeo. So this is this is a tough draw that Providence has got. The Friars are still favored. Uh, you know, two points is uh, is two points. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's a betting line where uh, they're It's saying, a 13-4, and four, though, John. It's almost unheard of. No, no, I know. I hear you, but Providence is an unusual four seed. South Dakota State is an unusual 13 seed. You know, this is this was guaranteed that whoever Providence played, uh, there was going to be a fuss about that opponent. And as uh, luck would have it, uh, it turned out to be a team that's on a 21-game winning streak. So should be fun to watch, and uh, I'm sure it'll be close because all of Providence games, except that last one, uh, do tend to be close. Which one of the historical trends that you believe to be real? So, number one, look at the defending champions. Extremely difficult uh, to defend the championship. We haven't seen it uh, since the Gators in 06, 07. Baylor are the defending champions. And I also see that no team that's ever lost in the first game of their conference tournament uh, has won. Do you buy in that it's just too hard to repeat? Where are you at with Baylor coming into this? 
is hard to repeat because you've got to win six times. You've got to be one out of 68 teams to do it. And it's no mistake that the last team to do it was Florida because they literally brought back five starters in 2007. So they uh, th- that's the recipe, <laughs> win it, and then bring everybody back. And we, we don't usually see that. It's tough. Uh, Baylor has a great chance. We don't often see defending national champions be one seeds the next year, but they're also in what I consider to be a tough bracket, one where just by the numbers you might like Kentucky to come out of that region as a two seed. So Baylor's got their work cut out for them. And on the point about losing the first uh, conference tournament game, that is true, and that's going to stop being true uh, one of these days. That doesn't mean you're doomed. It just means it hasn't happened yet. John Gassaway, ESPN.com, uh, joining us on the late night anger management class. I am Gable Morenci. The Vermont Catamounts are a trendy team uh, this week. Uh, take take out on Arkansas. They're extremely efficient. So we know the Vermont are extremely efficient, but it's one thing to be efficient in the in the conference that you're in and it's another thing to do it against Arkansas. So what what do you make of this uh what do you make of this game? Are you giving Vermont as much of a chance as as the odds makers do cuz here's another one in which we have a big time SEC team and they're only like 5 point favorites. Right. Yeah, this is another like one in three chance maybe, which is a great chance, you know, for Vermont. If you told me I have a one in three chance of winning the lottery tonight, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, so, I'm taking uh, it. Yeah. If you told me I have a one in three chance of winning a bet, I'd almost take it at this point, John, but it's another start. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why we love March Madness is because, you know, Vermont, they're in the America East. That's, that's one of about the six or seven weakest leagues in the country. But Vermont is good. And so it, it's like the equivalent of seeing, say, a Mountain West team, you know, that got four teams into the NCAA tournament. We recognize them as, as pretty good. Vermont is like a Mountain West level team in a league that they just absolutely dominated. They were 17 and one, and they couldn't get any competition. Now they're going to get competition, and it's going to be a great stylistic collision to see them go up against Arkansas, tenacious defense, JD Note, uh, an incredible scorer. Uh, this is why we watch, and I can't wait to see the, the Catamounts play these guys because they do make their shots, man. They just they just bury you with makes. Everybody's always, you know, looking for that uh, the 12-5, 12-5, right? That's that's the that's that everybody's dialed in on that, but this the 11-6, that's where like a lot of the damage is done as well in which 11 seeds have been have been great uh in this role uh over the years and in fact they've actually won uh more uh more than they've lost 23 and 21 since 2010 and I'm looking at a lot of these and I should note I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan so I didn't want to be biased and open up uh, with, with Michigan and Colorado State, but I think it's a good spot for Michigan. You know, I know you, you know you wrote about their size. We know about Michigan's size advantage that they have against Colorado State. Michigan playing in their backyard in Indianapolis, I think, is massive. Colorado State, 1,100 miles they have to travel. It's essentially an early morning road game for the Colorado, Colorado State Rams. What's your take on that one? Yeah, I'm sure Nico Medved is, well, I'm sure they're there already. They should be acclimating and, and getting uh, good and, good and marinated in the time zone. I, I try to up too. <laughs> what is the but, time zone there anyways? They change it sometimes and sometimes they no, don't. No, no. So there, one place that confuses a, me. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a whole story about Indiana time zones. I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> yeah. short, story, short story, they're Eastern time. Uh, you know, this is why 11 seeds are so successful is because in, you know, the past few years, uh, teams like Michigan – 
and uh, especially teams like Notre Dame and Rutgers, which are literally you know the last teams in the field as at larges, they're getting 11 seeds, and these are these are pretty good teams, obviously from major conferences. Uh, elsewhere in the bracket, you've got uh, Iowa State as an 11 seed gets to play an opponent where their coach was just fired. So you know all all, all kinds of heck breaking loose in these 11-6 games. But uh, as you referenced, uh, we did write at ESPN.com. You know, Michigan's not much of a, a plucky underdog as an 11 seed. We, we like their chances against Colorado State, a very good team led by the Mountain West player of the year, David Roddy. But uh, Michigan brings a lot of size to this uh, this rodeo in the form of Hunter Dickinson and Caleb Houston, who uh, late in the season has really started hitting his threes as a freshman. So this, this could be tough for CSU. We only have a couple of minutes uh, left, John, and we appreciate uh, your time. You mentioned Iowa State, so Iowa State at LSU, and um, LSU, of course, uh, with the coaching change coming into this tournament. And a lot of people, like, I don't know how you feel about Iowa State making uh, the tournament, but there were four games under 500 in conference play. But I saw for whatever, whatever it's worth, historical, historically, the, the only two times it's happened, those teams did win. We see runs of teams in the first four, and and, you know, I'm just sort of where I'm going with this is it seems like the team that everybody says it sucks and don't belong to be there always wins a game. <laughs> so, so it, it started with UCLA. It's the best way of putting it, isn't it, John? I want to be really professional with it. It's the best way of putting it. <laughs> I think it was the Bryce Alford uh, era 2015, maybe, when they were the last team and everybody yelled at the committee and they made the Sweet 16. So there is that tradition. Uh, I didn't think Iowa State was, was that close, uh, but they, they did pop up with an 11 seed, which was kind of surprising. They're in a tough league where uh, it's only 10 teams and uh, <laughs> two of them are one seeds in the in this bracket so the losses still have to land somewhere and, and Iowa State got their fair share but we'll see what they can get done against an LSU team that's definitely in turmoil looked great earlier in the season and now uh, who knows what we're going to get from the uh, from the Tigers I do like the 11 seed Virginia Tech Hokies man this team is just smoking hot right now they grind I like their mental toughness and you look at Texas so what Texas Texas won 21 games uh, this year. 16 of them were at home. Right, say so they're not a great road team. They're not, a, you know, they're not a good road team. They're not, they're not a great, you know, they're not a very good uh, road team. Virginia Tech was good on the road, right? They were seven and six on the road. They they played well on neutral courts, as we just saw in the ACC uh, tournament. Do you disagree uh, with me, or do you agree uh, the, with the Virginia Tech Hokies, who you have in your bracket moving forward? Yeah, that is an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm going to have to favor Texas in that one, but I get what you're saying about Virginia Tech. They've looked, they did. I mean, they, they looked unbeatable against Duke. Uh, in the game before that, they looked equally good against North Carolina. It's, again, why we like March. Uh, that's a team we're talking about that needed a buzzer beater to beat Clemson in the ACC tournament. Otherwise, they're not in the tournament. We're not talking about them. They're nowhere. And now we're saying, yeah, you've, you've got what it takes. You're going to take down six-seed Texas. Uh, I love this time of year, and they very well could. It's, it's why we love the March Madness. John, we'll get you out of here uh, with this final question as far as, so who should we expect to be cutting down the nets or at least playing in a national championship game, in your opinion? I expect Gonzaga to play in the national championship game because they do every year now. But the question is, can they win it? 
And I think this is finally their year. The uh, the addition of Chet Holmgren and the rim defense that he brings, uh, I think, makes the difference. And I haven't officially uh, filled out my bracket yet and made my picks, but uh, just on the fly, that's uh, that's where my thoughts are going right now. John, I'm really enjoying your work uh, online. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Enjoy the tournament. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, yeah, thanks, Mean Gene. Uh, this is not a wrestling show. I am Renzi, but our chat is blowing up. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, it's March Madness, and we're going to get to the March Madness. That's great stuff with John Gassaway right there. And we have more M- M- March Madness talk. We're going to NFL. Uh, we got George Kurtz, baseball, all kinds of crazy stuff. Freddie Freeman, what's up with Freddie Freeman? A big Yankee deal last night with Josh Danielson and, um, and Gary Sanchez. Urshela's gone. A lot of stuff to break down, but... Our boy Ventra. I love our boy Ventra, but seeing our boy Ventra said his favorite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels. And I don't know who said it in the chat, but I said, they said, I can just imagine Marenzi how, because I said in the chat, I hate Shawn Michaels. I don't like the word hate. Sweet chin music. Yeah. Oh, you, you, hold on, Matthias. You're a sexy boy? You're a fan? I'm not a boy toy, just a sexy boy. You know what, Gabe? I, oh, I've God. always loved that kick to the face. Oh. That's about it. That's about it. That kick to the face was always brutal. I would never want to take a kick to the face like that. Come on. It's like a broken jaw. <laughs> sweet, sweet shit music. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. I hate Shawn Michaels for real. And I can't really get into some of the thing, like whatever. I used to go to wrestling events, and I told a story before. Like I nearly got murdered by uh, by Billy Gunn once, right? Like I got pulled over the railing and everything, and the people in the arena thought I was part of the show. I wasn't. <laughs> like I wasn't. I was like he really wanted to kill me for real. So uh, I've been to a lot of wrestling events and stuff like that uh, o- over the years. Never been a Shawn Michaels guy. Never, never been a big Shawn Michaels guy. So I'm also in a band Homicide, right? And, you know, like we used to have like intro. You know, metal shows, you'll have like an intro. And uh, down goes the video. We need a new link. (laughs) Uh, We told you. More emails. Send more emails. Uh, Send a new link over. Uh, Send a new link over. I guess people aren't tuning into the show for my uh, my looks, even though I think I am pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great show, and and it's the bonus uh, on on the video, on the video stream. So I um, I'm in a metal band, Homicide. You know, like so metal bands will have like uh, intros, right? Like you know, what I mean, you'll play like sort of. We used to play like the music from uh, the the movie Hellraiser. You know, we'd play, like, horror music, horror movie music, different, you know what I mean? We'd change it up and stuff, right? But different, you know, sort of cool. The Hellblazer stuff was uh, was cool. <laughs> you know, it was one of them that was cool that we had. We, you know, we'd play, like, whatever. And it was kind of evil sounding and stuff and, you know, different stuff. So for, for a while, though, we played The Undertaker. 
All right, so we'd have the Undertaker, dong, and you know the the bells and stuff. And we'd have smoke coming up on the stage and everything, and then you know, boom, then the show would start. Bah, 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 we'd come on. And it was pretty cool, right? People always like it. People like the Undertaker and stuff, so it was a good one. We weren't big enough for the WWF to tell us to stop doing it, right? So uh, we were using the Undertaker. So it was on a CD, and the thing is, we used to give like a CD. We used to give a CD to the guy in the in the in the in the in the venue of just that song, so there was no confusion and stuff, right? But whatever, we lost our um, we lost our <laughs> we lost it, whatever. So we actually had to buy a WWF theme song. Remember, so they had to, it was pretty cool actually. Remember, like all of them came down, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're all recorded by the same guy, right, in, in Connecticut. And, you know, different, you know, this is the metal version. And, you know, this is for the, you know what I mean, the vampire guys. The WWE, uh, WWF at the time, they were pretty good at cranking out the music. All right, they were pretty good at cranking out the music. All right, great job getting the video uh, back up. Damn Russians. So, you can't make this up, guys. We're playing a big show, man. All right, there's like, we were headlining too. So like normally we used to open up for bigger bands. Like we'd open up for Death or Merciful Fate or whatever. You know what I mean? Anvil. Like, you know, we opened up for everybody. So normally we would open up for the band, but you know, we were headlining. And when we headlined, like it was pretty big for us. There was like 600 people. It was like a 600, you know, it was like a bar, but it was 600 people. It was packed. It was like, it was a big show. And it was like a Friday night type thing. <laughs> and... uh and the smoke starts. There's all this smoke. The crowd's going crazy and stuff, yelling, homicide, metal. And like, it's all. And what song comes on? I'm just a sexy boy. Shawn Michaels' song is right next to The Undertaker's. <laughs> so the guy is playing the Shawn Michaels song, right? And all this smoke is going up, and they tell us, you're on. And you know what I did? I refused to go on. I was like, I'm not going out to like Shawn Michaels music. That's how much I hate him. That's where this story is going. I said, I'm not going out to Shawn Michaels music. I said, no, 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 no. I said, we cannot start the show after that. And I'm arguing with someone when this music is playing and there's smoke and I'm standing on the stage yelling at a promoter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, I said, we can't do that. I said, I, no, no, no. I said, I won't do that. <laughs> And he goes, what the hell are we supposed to do? And uh, I told the guy, I said, right, I said, tell the guy that he's an effing idiot, number one. I said, number two, I said, just let the stupid thing play into the end and then stop it, all right? So, <laughs> so I got to think quick on my feet. And so it plays, there's all this smoke coming up, and people are kind of wondering, what the hell's going on? Like, why are they playing Shawn Michaels? We're in like a speed death metal band. Man, we had just a boy toy and all this crap, right? So people are like, what the hell is going on? And I don't know how to save this. So, like, there's the smoke and everything, and then we come on, and I say, F. Shawn Michaels, let's go. I come out, F. Shawn Michaels, we are homicide. People, it's like I saved it by saying F. Shawn Michaels somehow. I was so mad, man, after. I was like, F. Shawn Michaels, we are homicide. Boom, 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 we started. And, uh, yeah, 
Couldn't buy it, man. We were flipping on this backstage. We were on the side of the stage. We we're all happy. And we're like, oh, look, it's packed. All the smoke's rising. It looks great. And like, they had the lights like zooming all over the place. It was really big time. And they started Shawn Michaels music. I nearly had a heart attack. It was worse than like losing a bet. Like I was honestly like, I was like, what the? They're like, all right, you're up, you're up, go out. And I'm like, no, we're not going out now. <laughs> and like, like, what am I going to do? So I, all I could think of was to go out. I said, just let it finish. And then I'm going to come out. And I just said, F Sean Michaels. Except I used more than the word F. <laughs> and then we started the show. Uh, 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 I had to uh, I had to think. You know, I was like, all right, what are we going to do here? There's a lot of improvisation when you're on the road with a metal band. Uh, that, I'll never forget that. That was one of those deals where I'll, I'll never forget it. I was at the Montreal screw job. I, I was there. I was there that night. I was there. Oh, that yeah, that was that was crazy. I remember I won a lot of money that day betting on football. It was a Sunday night. Whatever pay per view it was, it was in Montreal. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers played on Sunday night football. It was like a thirty-seven nothing game. And I remember, like, um, I was selling tickets in those days. <laughs> so, like, I was just a hustler-type kid. Like, so I was selling tickets, and, you know, I, I remember I, I remember that day. I remember I got tickets for one of my scalper buddies. And I was like, hey, I got his tickets. I told my, like, the guys in the band, they said, oh, I got tickets to the pay-per-view tonight. And I said, it's Bret Hart's last night. <laughs> I said, something's going to happen, but we don't know what. And, uh... I remember I said, we'll go after the football game. I remember we were leading, like, you know, it was like, yeah, this is great. We won thousands of dollars. Let's go. And I, I, I was serious. I bought, like, the Bret Hart glasses, Matthias. Remember his glasses? I used to have long hair, right? I looked like Bret Hart. So, I, like, I bought the glasses. I had the glasses. I was I was lit up, bro. I had a leather jacket on with the glasses in there. I'm sitting there. I'm, like, double-fisted it all night. I'm drinking the hard stuff. I'm drinking beer. And uh, it was all just building up, building up to that until the uh, the end. The Montreal screw job, or as Vince would say, Brett screwed Brett. But as far as Scott Hall is concerned, hey, uh, we'll, we'll get you know. Listen, people were talking about it, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Shawn Michaels. Don't like him. Never, never have, never will. Never have, never will. I'm a big Bret Hart fan. I, I like the uh, the Hart Foundation. Owen Hart, may he rest in peace. But Scott, Scott Hall, always a fan of. And, you know, listen, man, wrestlers, they don't live long, right? Like those old guys, like I said, it's kind of surprising, number one. And, you know, number one is surprising that Scott Hall, like, lasted this long. And I don't say that disrespectingly just because people in better shape than him passed. The guy was a fighter to the final day. And... Number two is man, like sixty-three. Right, it took us. It took its toll. It's a hard life. That life. You ever seen the movie The Wrestler with uh, Mickey Rourke? That's a good very, one, Yeah, very, very accurate portrayal. Like you, know what I mean, I think, like of the of the Jake the Snake types and the, you know the Scott Hall types and like you know what I mean, guys that were like mega stars and now you know they're not and they had autograph sightings and they're they're drunk and you know what I mean and like this and they don't get along you know I didn't, I didn't see my kid and it's a tough life man it's a, it's a, it's a tough life but they chose it right yeah great uh, great uh, great movie 
You know what's crazy, though, guys, is I see a lot of people, like a lot of younger people tuning in. The wrestling business before, we didn't know any of this stuff, right? I didn't know. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I used to go to wrestling when I was a kid, kid. For me, one of my wrestling, uh, one of my first wrestling experiences, well, I used to go to all the time as a kid, but I learned about wrestling. A wrestler that I once asked for an autograph for, I was like eight years old, seven years old. I'll never forget asking him outside the arena for an autograph. He's like, sure you go, kid. And about 10 or 12 years later, Matthias, he robbed me. <laughs> he robbed me at Can't knife trust point. anybody these days. He robbed me at knife point. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you don't really need the knife, bro. I said, you're kind of like 300 and whatever pounds. Right? Like, <laughs> I told him, I said, you know, I got an autograph from you when, uh, when I was a kid. And uh, he said, yeah, good for you. He said something like that. I can't say whoever for, for various purposes, but. Uh, it was a wrestler. I wish you would. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, it's someone that's no, but not like it's not like. Oh my God, I can't believe what you got robbed by Brutus and Barber Beefcake. It's like no, nah, no, nah, like you know what I mean. It was a Brutus and Barber Beefcake, but it was it was a guy. It, it was it was a guy. <laughs> can't tell everything. It'll be in the book. You know what? Though I think he's dead. Actually, to be honest, I think he, I think he died. He did die. What's so funny? He's dead. I'm just well. You know, while I'm telling the story, yeah, the guy's dead. So I think I could tell it, but now I always thought that too. I was like, you know, once he's dead, I don't know, I'll tell it. But then when he died, I felt bad after. I was like, well, he's kind of dead. You know what I mean? I don't need to like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to pile on. He's dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I never told the story because I'm a good guy. Doesn't that make me a good person? And I'm not telling a story that would be a great story because the guy's dead and I don't want to, like, make his, like, memory. You know what I mean? Because other people don't know him like that. God, I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm actually not so much. I smashed the kid's bike after he did this to me. <laughs> I said, I don't know how I'm going to get back. And then I was, he was really mad. This is Sportridge. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pips, the players, the houses, the people, the bust up, and everybody else in between. Man, it's turned into a wrestling thing. Now I've got people asking me wrestling uh, questions in the in the chat. Have I ever met the Iron Sheik? Yeah, I got drunk with the Iron Sheik. Not a lot of people. I got drunk with Mike Ditka. Like you guys know, so one day I played golf and drank with Mike Ditka all day. We got hammered. And uh, I've also can say, like, with my hand on a Bible. Uh, you guys know it was a famous story on the Score Television Network. Um, me and Cam got hammered uh, with the Iron Sheik. We started drinking at like 10, 11 in the morning. And it wasn't good because there was like a TV show later and stuff. I actually kind of refrained earlier. I could see the Iron Sheik was trouble. I, you know, I could see the Iron Sheik. So, yeah, we party with Iron Sheik. Chris Benoit. Yeah, Chris Benoit. You know what's amazing about Chris Benoit is I interviewed Chris Benoit like right before he did it. Like literally, man. And I swear to God, I have we have promos of saying... This is Chris Benoit, and you better listen to Sports Rage. I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> like, like, We had a bunch of promos of Chris Benoit threatening people. 
Word of no lie. Word of no lie. Hey, this is Chris Benoit, and you're listening to Sports Rage, and you better show Morant like, you know what I mean? I had him say a bunch of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, that cheesy radio stuff. Because I, I got along with him, so I was like, hey, Chris, do you, would you mind, like, can you read a couple of these promos? He goes, ah, right, no problem. This is the crippler. Right, you know, it's the cripple. I'll come to your house, and like he was like threatening people, and, and they burned it. Like they, right after it happened, I said, "Man, I said, do you know you believe we've got like Chris Benoit, like saying like, oh, you know what I mean?" And they're like, "Yeah, we we dissolved it. We 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 erased everything." So they should have kept it, just sort of like for we not like we're playing now, but should have kept it. It was a bad run. We had a, we had a run, man, where like a lot of guests came on, died after, or got arrested after, or like killed people after. Cain Velasquez is on our show. <laughs> this is Portrait. Bring it.